tunnel vision. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. It's the Lakers, it's the Nuggets in the West, it's the Celtics, it's the Heat in the East, it's the NBA Finals. There's so much going on if you're a sports fan right now with baseball, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and the NFL offseason. Let's go! NFL Honors was recent, and the New York Jets had two NFL Honors Rookie of the Year's Offense and Defensive Players Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. And here we go. What is going on, everyone? You are back here on Jake's Takes. Of course, this is the podcast presented by Tunnel Vision Sports. As always, I'm Jake Serrano, taking you through some of my quick takes to start your weekend off, or for this time... I guess we would say to end your weekend off um, or to start your week, depending on when this gets up. Just had to uh, switch things around, but happy 4th of July. It is 4th of July weekend. Um, today, i actually recording on early Sunday morning, trying to get this in for you guys. Got some good things I want to talk about. Um, got some news we want to mention, and uh, I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm ready to rock and roll. The, the week was good. Uh, a lot of work to be done. Um, a lot of work at the radio station. So I've been just been just been rocking and rolling, and I don't know, not not enough much. There's been a lot of news throughout the league. You know, funny enough, summertime league kind of gets a little uh, cloudy. There's a lot of news that comes from the MLB because obviously the MLB's games are still going on. But you know, with the NBA finishing up, with the NHL already finished up, or I should say, both finished up already, uh, because the NBA draft just passed by. It's NBA free agency, so there's things to talk about. But the lull gets a little too long. Um, but we do have things to talk about today, so let's get to it. Here we go. All right, let's get to the notable news around the leagues. In the NFL, the Buffalo Bills announced, I believe last week, that they'll be extending Sean McDermott and general manager Brandon McBean. Brandon McBean. Brandon Bean. Oh, my goodness. Not McDonald's. Uh, through 2027. So Bean and McDermott were hired back in 2017 and have left a long list of success in Buffalo since then. So they both did... Everything together since then, they won 62 games in that time span and ended an 18-year playoff drought. And obviously, we know how good the Bills are, so this was a good move by them to bring the both of them back and extend them to 2027. Um, they've made it to the playoffs five of the last six seasons they've been there, so the right move by the Bills. And I don't know, I feel like the window is closing. This could be a topic for another day, but I feel like the window is closing. Or we talked about it last week on the show when we were ranking divisions, but I feel like they're right there. But they, they haven't hit the cusp yet, and I feel like maybe this is the season they have to do it. And do they have enough firepower to do it? Last season, they kind of folded short. The season before was really good. That Before that one, when they made it to the championship, but last season, yet another fold. Can they do it? The window's closing for the Bills. In the NBA, Chicago Bulls guard Lonzo Ball expected to miss the 2023-2024 season with his lingering issues in his left knee. Um, he hasn't played since January of 14. 14th, 2022, he suffered a meniscus tear in his left knee. That was against the Golden State Warriors when they lost 42 points. Um, differential there. He underwent a cartilage transplant in his left knee in March. That was his third procedure in about 14 months on the same knee. He's the former second overall pick in the 2017 draft, as we know, by the Lakers. He was then sent by the Pelicans, sending Anthony Davis to L.A. In August of 2021, the Pelicans sent Ball to Chicago in a signed trade deal. But Ball, you know, with his left knee injuries, 
this could be lingering for a lot longer, and he's going to miss the season. Um, the NBA draft wasn't too long ago. The Spurs drafted Victor Wambanyana. Surprised I even got that. Um, but they drafted him number one. The Hornets drafted Brandon Miller um, out of Alabama at two. Blazers, Scoot Henderson at three. The Rockets, Amin Thompson at four. And the Pistons, Asir Thompson. Um, they would be brothers uh, at five. Back in the NFL, an assault charge against Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams. For shoving credential media, this was in the game on Monday Night Football against the Chiefs where they lost 30-29 to back in October. Um, they believe they, So they dropped his charges. It, as I said, they occurred on Monday night. Um, but I believe the man who was pushed is still suing pretty much everybody that's involved, uh, both teams and Devontae Adams. So we'll see how that one goes, but his assault charges are dropped. Um, on the courts, you know, heading the NBA again. The Hawks and the Jazz, they may move this offseason. John Collins went to Utah, and Rudy Gay went to Atlanta. In the exchange, the Hawks are getting a future second-round pick. Collins was the first-round pick in 2017, uh, and he scored double figures in each of his six seasons with Atlanta. He signed a five-year, $125 million contract in 2021. He's still got two seasons left, but now that goes over um, Excuse me, to Atlanta and um, or Utah, I should say. Sorry. Uh, but the trade's going to create a $25.3 million exception, uh, and that's the largest in the NBA. Um, over in baseball, this is college baseball. The LSU Tigers won the Men's College World Series on Monday, or two Mondays ago, I should say, or last Monday. Man, I can't get the dates right. It's because, you know what, Sunday, I'm recording a little later than I thought, so I got all my days kind of messed up. But they did it in three games, a three-game series. Uh, they won the national title for the first time since 2009, making it their seventh title in program's history with an 18-4 win over the Florida Gators. LSU becomes the first Division I school to win a basketball and baseball national championship in the same year. So that would be the LSU Women's Tigers uh, and the Basketball League, and obviously we just talked about baseball, so those are the two wins there um, for titles. Heading over uh, to the NHL, Oilers star Connor McDavid, this wasn't too long ago, took home the Hart Trophy for MVP, and he took home the Ted Lindsay Award for the Most Outstanding Player. McDavid has won the Hart Trophy three times, and he's been nominated five times. He's received 195 votes for MVP and is a four-time recipient of the Ted Lindsay Award. McDavid led the league with 153 points, making a career high with 64 goals, another career best. Um... We've got a slew of tragic events throughout the football league um, and college football in the NFL. Texas A&M football program, they lost Terry Price, defensive line coach. He passed away at the age of 55. Um, he coached defensive line for 28 years in the SEC. Um, he was an alumni who returned to his alma mater in 2012. And there was a lot of outcry for love uh, for Price as it was shown by Jimbo Fisher calling him not only a great Aggie, football coach, and recruiter. He was an even better husband, father, and man. So, But there was no cause of death when I looked this up, given um, according to ESPN. Um, the other tragic news was Ryan Mallett, the former quarterback of the Patriots. If you're a Jets fan, you remember him from your Jets Patriots years. Patriots fan, you remember him. Um, but he was around the league. He passed away tragically at drowning in Florida at the age of 35. Um, the NFL left a statement saying the NFL family is deeply saddened by the passing of Ryan Mallett. Our thoughts are with his family and loved ones. Uh, Mallett played for the Arkansas Razorbacks back in college, drafted by New England 
to work under Tom Brady. He also spent time with the Texans and Ravens before his career was over in February of 2022. And he took over as the head football coach for the Whitehall High School in Arkansas. Our thoughts are with his families today uh, here at TVS. And finally, there was another tragic event. Uh, fortunately, this time, able to make it away, Leonard Fournette was involved in a car fire. Uh, and thankfully, he was able to walk away from the vehicle that became golfed in flames. Um, that was about earlier in the week or last week, and that that was that was that was pretty tragic as well. So um, happy he was able to get out of that and safely as well. Um, heading over to the MLB, Francisco Lindor hit his 200th career homer and is the ninth player to do it to have as many home runs as a shortstop. Um, and I believe that was them winning 7-2 earlier in the week against the Brewers. That's when Brandon Nimmo hit two home runs. And Dominic Leone sealed the game at the top of the ninth. So Francisco Lindor, 200th career homer earlier in the week. Down in Miami, the Dolphins reportedly made an offer to start running back Dalvin Cook. Uh, back when the report was released about Cook, um, or back when Cook was released, a report came out that the Dolphins attempted to trade for Cook back in March, as we know. Um, I talked about it last show. However, Tuesday, Tom Palacero from NFL Media said the Jets, Broncos, and Patriots all potential landing spots for the Pro Bowl running back. Uh, but back in the Big Apple, Jets tight end Tyler Conklin went on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network and said there probably is some room. They were talking about Dalvin Cook uh, to bring him on the team. And he said he would love to have him. There were locker mates back uh, in Minnesota. So maybe he lands with the Jets. Maybe he lands down in Miami. Uh, but wherever this man goes, there's going to be a lot of firepower added to that offense. Uh, free agent frenzy was all over the place in the NBA. Deals up and deals down. Down in Dallas, Kyrie Irving is resigning with the Mavericks on a three-year, $126 million deal. The eight-time All-Star averaged 27 points in 20 games for the Mavs after being traded back from Brooklyn back in February. It's Kyrie coming back with the Mavs. Um, in Memphis, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies agreed to a five-year, $207 million max extension with Desmond Bain, which is great because now they have John Morant, Jareen Jackson Jr., and Bain all locked up for the future. Um, this makes the first $200 million deal in Grizzlies history. Bain, as we know, was the 30th pick in the 2020 draft, averaged a 21.5 career high in the Grizzlies' 51-win season last season. Out in Indiana, the Pacers have landed Tyrese Halliburton on a five-year $260 million deal, bringing back the All-Star. The deal is the largest in Pacer history and the second to exceed $100 million in franchise history. Halliburton was drafted by the Kings in 2020 and traded to the Pacers in February of 2022. Shohei Otani in the MLB for the Angels hit a 493-foot home run. It was the longest in the stat era in 2015, since 2015, passing Mike Trout's by three feet making it the longest by any player since 2015 and the longest by any player in the big leagues this season. That's going to wrap it up for the news around the leagues. Let's get to our first segment. Ranking divisions, we're going to keep ranking them. And we're going to not the AFC East, what we did last week. We're going to the NFC East on the other side. Let's take a look at number four. I put the Washington Commanders at four. I was going to put them at three. And I will say now I put the Cowboys at three. I was going to switch them. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. This team is only at four for the unknown of Sam Howell. But the way he played last game, and funny enough, it was against the number three team on this list, Dallas Cowboys, where they won 26. 
he was able to manage the game pretty well. Showed poise, his deep ball, his run game, pocket presence. Pretty much showed a good a good outing. He had one touchdown uh, in the air and one interception in the air, but 160-some yards. He was about 11 for 16 um, from what I can remember. He had a touchdown on the ground, too, so he, he showed a multitude of things. Uh, but it's just the fact that he was able to show something positive. He got the win for the commanders, which is even better. Good thing for front office, ending the season. Um, and the good thing for him is he had a great support system with Terry McLaurin, Brian Robinson at running back, you know, Antonio Gibson. But not only that, you got Ron Rivera, head coach, Eric Bienmi coming over from Kansas City to be OC, and Jack Del Rio on defense. So this could be a very deadly team. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to see where they'll go. The only problem is, is their defense is a little weak, but the defensive line in this division is insane. They got a good defensive line, even though they declined the fifth-year option of Chase Young. He'll be on the team this year, but like Jonathan Payne, um, Jonathan Allen, um, you know, you got Chase Young. You got a multitude of guys on these lines. It should present a lot of problems for teams, and we'll see what offensive line and D-line can present. At three, I put the Cowboys. I don't know. I just really feel like, any of these teams could really go anywhere, but the firing of Callum Moore was tough. Uh, the replacement with Mike McCarthy as a play caller, Brian Schottenheimer to come, Schottenheimer I should say as OC. I don't know, it could go south. The team already last year, well, first of all, McCarthy wants to say that he wants to run the ball even more, and they were already top ten in rushing last year. And to get rid of Callum Moore, they were top ten or top eleven. They were eleventh best in total offense and fourth highest scoring offense in the NFL in 2022. So you remove that and you replace it with something else. Dak Prescott had the most interceptions of his career last season with 15 and three of them be returning for touchdowns. I put them at three because running the ball more just doesn't feel like it's going to make things better. It might tone down this offense even more with the playmakers they have. And Dak faced a lot of pressures last season. And, you know, there's no certainty that's just going to prove with an offseason and just coming in. They could very well be like 6-11. and 11. So... You know, they, these are things people have to think about. Yeah, they made it to the playoffs last year, but they're changing things around. It's not the same team. Only thing I think is keeping with the playoff run is their elite defense. Because, um, you know, Mike Parsons leading that league. Vader and Vander Anderesh, they got him back there at linebacker. Um, if I could pronounce his name right. Um, Diggs, they still have Stefan Gilmore's coming over. So they have a lot of playmakers. Um, Lawrence on the defensive line. So they do have them. And the defense is really good. Dan Quinn's still D.C. But I think that may be the only thing keeping them alive. The pressure could be relieved by the great running game by Schottenheimer as he delivered for the Jets and Seahawks for a while. We'll see if he could do it for Prescott. Um, but they did add speed on the offense with the addition of Brennan Cooks. And I remember T.Y. Hilton was a very, very important part of that last year as well. So we'll see what they what they end up doing. But I could see the Commanders very easily slipping into three. And the Dallas Cowboys easily slipping into four. I could see the Cowboys easily slipping into two spot. And where do I have these next two teams? Number one, I have the Eagles, and two, I have the Giants. Um, and I can easily see a lot of teams slipping into two. Why? Because the Giants' talent on paper is kind of low. However, they were able to make it to the playoffs last year, and their expectations were exceeded. You could say they don't have enough firepower at wide receiver. However, Isaiah Hodgson stepped it up for them at the end of the year. I remember from the Minnesota Vikings playoff game that they won, he turned it up as well. So they have playmakers, and they were hit by the injury bug last season with Slayton going down. Uh, Wanda Robinson went down. So there was a bunch of Sterling Shepard went down. There was a lot of guys that went down. Guys had to step up. They signed Paris Campbell, and you have those guys coming back. Uh, I think they even brought in Jamison Crowder and a couple other guys. But they signed Darren Waller. Uh, and traded for him this offseason. Brian Dayball did a great job for them last year. They're bringing back Saquon and Daniel Jones. Jones uses legs a lot. They limited turnovers, which was huge. Um, the defensive line is stacked. Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams were rated the best defensive line duo in the league by PFF. And they still have Kayvon Thibodeau. Remember, they drafted him last year. 
you know, the Cowboys defense excelled a little more than theirs did last year, but I still think this is a good team. They do need an upgrade at wideout, but I could be wrong. You know, with an injury plague last year, if, if everyone's healthy, Isaiah Hodgins, like I said, showed out. On paper, it seems like they don't have one, but maybe that changes for the group. Um, but the Giants, they proved it last year, so I had to put them at two. And we'll see if they don't have a, if they have enough firepower. Remember last year in the, in the playoffs, they could not take down the Eagles. It was just mainly a roster talent issue. Um, we'll see if that improves. To our number one team, which is the returning Super Bowl seconds, I should say, uh, they'll be coming back. I believe this will be the first time we get a division repeat. Every team in this division, as I mentioned, has a good D line and good O line, but it's going to matter who outlasts each other. So they added DeAndre Swift and Rashard Penny after they lost Miles Sanders. At running back, Jason Kelsey is returning at center, adding some serious veteran leadership. Marcus Mariota is coming in as the backup, which I think is much upgrade because he fits the system so much better than uh, Minshew did. And you look at take a look at this defense line, like Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter. They got his friend, Jalen Carter from, uh, from Georgia, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett. That is a serious offense, defensive line, I should say. They kept Bradbury, they kept Slay, and they added another dog. This time, Georgia dog, Georgia Bulldog, Nolan Smith. So they added him to the Kobe Dean and a couple other guys in that linebacking group. It's a solid team all the way around. And with Jalen Hurts and this, this firepower of an offense, I can see them coming roaring back. Uh, but I got that is the, the division ranking. I got the Eagles at one, Giants at two, Cowboys at three, and the Commanders at four. All four teams could potentially be in the playoffs. I could see, as I mentioned before, the Commanders sneaking in over the Cowboys, the Cowboys coming in, the Giants even falling short, the Commanders falling short. I could see a multitude of things. What I don't see is the Eagles failing. If the injury bug comes the Giants' way, they could even fall short. Um, but I, I really do think this is going to be the first time we see a repeat division winner in the NFC East in a long time. Unless the Super Bowl hangover comes their way, I just don't see it happening. Last season, the NFC East became the least, no more. Um, they were all 500 or more. We'll see if they can repeat that success upcoming this season. That's pretty much what's going to close it out today for the episode. Uh, I wish I had a little more, but... There was I, I, there was plenty of news actually to talk about, and I really wanted to get to this division ranking. Uh, unfortunately, it's 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 the holiday weekend, and, and work's got me suffocated doing a couple other things. So this is as much as I was able to get out. Uh, thank you to the latest intern, uh, Hunter Hudson, giving me help on on uh, on this podcast, help with the work. Keenan and Steven, as always, giving me the opportunity to uh, have the platform to keep doing work, which is awesome. Um, let's close out with final thoughts for the day. I got a good story for you. It's an incredible one. Coming from New Jersey, my state, Philadelphia Eagles, longtime center, uh, Jason Kelsey. Talked about him before. He was down in Seattle City. If you don't know where that is, that is East New Jersey, right near the water uh, on the Atlantic Ocean down South Jersey. He was there on Wednesday. He raised $380,000 during his third annual celebrity bartending event for the Eagles Autism Foundation. So sometimes we end with sad stories. Today we end with a really, really good one. Um, Jason Kelsey, the veteran return for the Eagles, raised over $380,000. That's, that's truly awesome. Thank you for joining me again on another edition of Jake's Takes. I'll be back next Saturday to provide more of my takes. Remember to visit Tunnel Vision Sports at tvsportsmag.com. Follow our Instagram at tunnelvisionsports underscore and our Twitter account at underscore tvsports. Don't forget to follow Jake's Takes Instagram account, Jake's Takes TVS, for everything you need podcast-wise. 
and contact my email, sjake at tvsportstaff.com. Join the show, ask questions, request an interview or feature. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, follow button, leave a like, comment, rating on the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. As always, I'm Jake Strano signing off. Thank you once again for listening. Remember to keep up with all your sports needs with Tunnel Vision Sports, a positive shift in sports media. Tunnel vision.